Welcome to the Thinking Church podcast with me, Chris Bright. Every week, I'll be speaking with a church leader about ministry strategy and getting to grips with not just what they do, but the thinking behind why they do it. So, without further ado, let's get on with the show. Uh, Tom Geeches is the Kids Network Lead for One Church based in Gloucester, uh, has four locations in the southwest of Gloucester and three in Zimbabwe. It's also my church, which is very, very cool. Uh, Tom is passionate about pastoring kids into all God has for them. He owns his own kids club, uh, which is Limitless Kids, as well as working part-time as the executive assistant to One Church's senior pastor, Simon Jarvis. Needless to say, Tom has a lot on his plate. Tom, it's great to see you. Thank you. Good to see you too, Chris. You definitely have a lot on your plate, don't you? I do. I am busy, <laughs> but but I excel that way, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. That's that's for sure. That's for sure. Okay. Um, I'd love to kick off with asking you how you found leading kids ministry over lockdown. Yeah. Uh, how have you found it and, and what have you learned? Yeah. yeah, sure. Initially, Chris, it was quite a challenge, really, because our, our primary interface of working with kids is seeing the kids on a weekly basis, really. The face-to-face contact is key. So when that's taken away and stripped away, suddenly you're left with, oh, what can we do? So we lifted up our all of our kids' programs, like everyone else, chucked them online and s- to kind of see what would work. Um, and we had great success with it. Kids still bought in. Um, we still had like regular visitors to our, our accounts online. Um, but our key interface was with the parents. So one of the things we are passionate about as kids team is trying to get behind the doors of our kids, which we could never really do. But suddenly COVID allowed us to. It allowed us into the front room of every child via the telly which was so cool for us. It got us involved with the parents, which we really struggled beforehand. Whereas now parents are our route in to kids ministry, which is just, that's our heart. That's what we want to be able to do. Regarding what we learnt, um, three things we really learnt. The first thing is simplicity is key. So often we, we spent so long on preparing our programmes and trying to create so much creativity in our kids' rooms. Um, and it took leaders ages. But without, without this COVID season, we wouldn't have learnt that actually we don't need to do that every week. So while it's key to still be creative, we can be simple in our creativity and save our time well. The second thing we learned is what I just mentioned, our our parent interface. So working with parents is so key to what we're trying to do. We only see kids for a small amount of time, whereas parents see them every week, every day, every hour. So it's really key to work with our parents. The last thing we learned, which I'm calling our COVID keepers, is how we manage our time and team effectively. So, so often we called team out for meeting after meeting after meeting, but suddenly we can't do that anymore. So that's one thing that we're going to take going forward is how we honour our team's time more effectively. No, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. We know that kids' ministry is important. Most people that follow Jesus do so from an early age. How important is it? Is it like capturing those, uh, capturing people in those early years and, and, and how... How do you go about doing it? How do you go about creating those moments that, uh, that where people can, where young people, some your kids can make decisions for Christ at an early age? Yeah, great question. So we know the Bible is full of passages where Jesus welcomes kids because Jesus is passionate about kids and therefore we should be too. And in our kids ministry, what we aim to do is to replicate church 
effectively. So we want to, in our encounter services, we want to pull all of that across into our kids' services. So we're not running a babysitting club for kids. We're running a, a ministry where kids can encounter God whenever they walk through the door. So that's our prayer as kids leaders, really, is that um, kids will encounter the Holy Spirit at the youngest age they can, because there is no such thing as the junior Holy Spirit. And one of the things that I'm always on at my team about is how can we create such an environment where the Holy Spirit dwells in our, in our place so kids' lives can be changed. I look at my life and I think, oh, the, all the mess I could have got into if I wasn't saved at an early age. Um, and I think that the battles that youth used to go through, that's now pulled down so kids go through those battles now. When you look at the issues going on in the world, it's kids that are going through these things. So it's so important that if a kid can really understand what it means to, to encounter God and to get filled with his spirit at such a young age, that can be life-changing for them and set them off on the path. Yeah, and I hear so many stories of people that, may, they're not even Christians, but they say, I want to send my children to a youth group because it, it like, instills values yeah. and, and things like that. Why do you think parents... Are, are realizing that now because you know they're not coming themselves yeah but they there's something there what what do you think that it, you know what are they picking up on that um that maybe they don't want themselves but they want their kids to have it's an odd question it, it's, it's, it's a really odd thing so our kids clubs are full of um community-based children where parents don't engage with church at all but they're happy to drop their kids off every week. And even now we're having parents call us saying, when are your kids' clubs back? Because we're desperate to bring them to your club. And I think there's something attractive about, about a kids' club and a church, and that's God. But these people don't see that. They just think, oh, there's, there's lots of nice people there and they're really happy and they're re really full of joy and full of life. Um, and that's God, but they just don't see that yet. Yeah, that's really, really good. Uh, so your kids' ministry, OC Kids, uh, has been listed as a greenhouse ministry uh, with the Assemblies of God in the UK. Uh, what, what does that mean and how is that helping other churches? Yeah, this is such an exciting initiative. So I've been um, honoured to be part of this table. We're, we're piloting this idea. And the whole plan is to try and relationally grow a network of kids leaders across the nation. So we figured that there's heaps of kids leaders that are doing awesome jobs in churches, but they feel lonely, they feel isolated, they feel, they feel cut off from what's going on. So this Greenhouse Initiative is to try and resource and relationally connect leaders. So we're not saying as a Greenhouse Church we're perfect. We're not saying we, we know how to do everything because that's far from the truth. But what we are saying is we're doing something well, open our doors, come and have a look. So think of, think of an actual greenhouse where you, the idea is to take small plants and plant them, create an environment where they can grow and flourish into all they're supposed to be. That's what we're doing. So whenever one church and OC Kids runs an event, our doors will be open wide for anyone, not just AOG churches, but anyone to, to come along and see what they're doing. So they can put themselves in our greenhouse environment and see if they can grow and learn and pick up some tips and then take it back to their, their location. So the whole idea is to try and relationally um, connect and resource leaders across the UK. And let me tell you, it's heaps of fun. Meet, meeting kids pastors from across the nation is just, it's just brilliant. Yeah, I, and is it, I would imagine it would be some kind of mayhem whenever you get kids leaders together. Is that, is that the case as well? <laughs> Absolutely, because kids, is, we love our games, we love our quizzes, we love just mess, um, which is why we do kids ministry, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you can't be involved in kids ministry if you don't like some kind of mess. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's really for sure. No, brilliant. Um, so at, at Thinking Church, we talk 
uh, a lot about discipleship pathways. And yeah. uh, at one church, we've uh, inputted a, a discipleship pathway uh, into our church. And so it's using programs to grow people step by step in their faith. However, with kids, you, you normally only get one opportunity per week to disciple them. You can't send them from program to program to program. Yeah. So how do you effectively disciple a child when you've only got really kind of limited time to yeah. do that? True. So it's, this is like a two-pronged strategy. So the first prong is obviously when we have our kids in our care at kids' clubs is we're intentional with that time. So we want to create a great environment where kids have fun and feel welcome and, and it feels like home from home for them. Um, but we're really intentional about creating those moments where the power of God is there and where we can disciple kids, where we can train them to, to read um, and pray and encounter God in their own way. But our second um, prong of action is came from COVID, really, as I talked about earlier, is trying to equip parents. Um, so we realise that parents have much more engagement with their kids than us. Um, so if we can resource and equip parents to disciple their kids, we're onto a winner, and then we can support that. And I think that across the UK, that's a turning tide, which is just fantastic. Whereas um, the the days of yesteryear were, hey, par- parents, there's, there's our kids, make them Christians, disciple them yourself. Yeah. Um, and, and we just can't do that. We do, we do our best, but we can't do that because of our time constraints. Um, well, the turning tide is now parents learn, oh, we have to disciple our kids. Um, and as kids leaders, we will support that and encourage that and champion and equip the parents to do so. So I guess that's, that's where we sit on that. We're, we're really intentional when it's, when it's our time to, when we have our Sunday ministries and our kids clubs. But we're also really like um, intentional with helping the parents do that too. Yeah, no, brilliant. Uh, let's, let's think about COVID for a minute because, you know, we're, we're, we're not out of COVID, yeah. obviously. We're still in COVID. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we're not even post-COVID. But we are in a place at the moment where there's no restrictions. Mm -hmm. Um, But it does give us a chance to think how what COVID has done to change the landscape. And so how do you think what do you think COVID has done kind of moving forward to change the landscape of how you think about kids ministry? Yeah, it's um, COVID's been a game changer for every ministry and kids ministry hasn't been unaffected either. Um, One of the things we noticed when we first reopened our OC kids clubs, um, we had to re-educate the children how to have fun because for 18 months, um, the regulations were so tight, restrictions were so tight around children that even when they were in school, there were so many rules they had to conform to. um, They forgot how to have fun. Um, which is saddening really when kids should, it should be innate in every child. So we've had to re-educate children how to have fun, how to dance, how to praise, um, how to get involved with our clubs because kids have been so nervous. And rightly so, I fully understand why there's been nervousness. Um, and I think that's, that's not an immediate fix. So um, 18 months of COVID so far, um, it's going to take a heck of a long time to, to re-educate children into how to have fun. Um, and I think going on, I think there, because we put all of our programs online, I think going forward, there needs to be some hybrid arrangement where, um, where whilst it's key to, to have kids face to face, it's also key to have some presence online for kids because um, that helps us reach far and wide of people that won't come in our doors. Um, one of the great wins for, for me personally during the COVID season was um, our schools ministry. So that actually took off more than it did pre-COVID because we, the schools were asking us to create assembly videos for them. 
um, which we did. So we, our kids' programs that we run online, we then sent out to schools. Other head teachers found out about this and then started asking for our content. So it must be about 25, 30 schools that are having our video content. Really easy for us to produce because we, we were producing it for our kids. Um, but we sent it out to schools and still now that's still going on. Um, so this hybrid arrangement is cool. Whilst we can't get 25 schools worth of children in our building, we can reach them and touch them lightly with our content. Um, so the hybrid arrangement of kids ministry going forward is absolutely key. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely fascinating. I didn't I didn't know that at all. And just that thought that what you're producing just for an online context has real world impact in yeah. in schools across the cities. That's yeah. absolutely fantastic. Um, when when we're thinking about the kids of today. Uh, you know, we're both millennials growing up and, you know, or then the next generation is, is Gen Z and they're all yeah. starting to grow up. They're in their kind of late teens, early 20s now, and they're all getting married and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but the next generation down is the generation of, of my kids, which yeah. is, and, and your kids, which is generation alpha. Yeah. Um, now, if there's one thing I know is that the generation from my parents and to us to Gen Z, they're very, very different generationally as you go down and everything. Yep. There's always changes. What are the things that are, what changes are you having to make and how are you reaching the kids of, of today? How what, what are the kids of today like, which maybe is different from, yeah. from us? Yeah, I think um, kids of today are clearly re really agile and adaptable due to the world we're in. So our age, we can be agile and adaptable, but it takes us a while to get there. Um, kids instinct instinctively now are agile, so they change their thoughts, they change their emotions like that. And I think that's to do with the world we're in. Um, but more key than that, um, I call my two girls um, the swipe generation, <laughs> because so they're mad on their tech. Um, they, they love their iPad, they love YouTube, um, but they would only watch uh, a YouTube video for a few seconds, and if it doesn't grab them like that, next video, swipe. Um, and the same with films, actually. So when we're watching a film, um, if, if the film doesn't grab them, like, within five minutes, both of them are saying, oh, can we watch a new film now? Can we watch a new cartoon now? Um, and I think that's, that's the generation, the swipe generation, where um, if something doesn't grab them within the first couple of minutes, they, they're on to the next thing. And so as kids ministers and in kids ministry, we have to be aware of that. We have to make sure our programs are agile to capture them. But not only that, there has to be such a level of engagement interaction that we don't lose the, the kids from the moment they walk in the room. Whereas our generation and generations before us would have given more time, I think. Um, kids don't know. Um, kids are so swipe heavy on their tech and that is their life too. They're swipe heavy in their life. Um, so it's key that we we create such an env environment and atmosphere where kids can't swipe away from us because they're just in straight away. Well, thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. This is only halfway through the podcast and you can listen to the full conversation by joining our members podcast. Just go to our website, www.thinking.church and you can sign up to our members podcast there. It only costs the price of one coffee per month, so it's well worth doing. So why not get a coffee, listen to the podcast and learn something new. We'll see you again for this podcast next week. So bye for now.